Okay, with Taylor Weiss, Succubus is the short film, winner of Best Performances at the Horror Underground Film Festival. Obviously, this is more, Taylor, would you agree this is more than just a horror film, I guess, right? I would agree, yeah. And I'm surprised, like, it's like, because it, it's more of a drama, I guess, would you call it more of a drama than a horror? I would. I would say it's definitely a mixture of the two with a little bit of, like, a thrilling element. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's so this was done at Chapman University? Correct, yes. And where is Chapman University? Uh, it's in Southern California, uh, Old Town Orange. Okay. And, they, and you're, but you're not, you're from New York City? I am. Born and raised. So what brought you to Southern California for film school? I kind of wanted to switch it up a little bit. I've grown up here, so I kind of knew my options for film were going to be sort of NYU area or beyond just looking out of state. And it kind of just led me to look at schools on the West Coast because I've heard some amazing things about Chapman and the schools out there. And I figured that I should expand <laughs> a little bit. So where are you right? Where are you right now currently for the summertime? Right now I'm home in New York. You're home in New York. Are you have you graduated yet? Not yet. This is my last year at Chapman. I'm entering my senior year. You're going to, so what are your plans for uh, the summertime in New York City? I'm currently working, I'm a set PA for a production that is going to be the entire summer. That's awesome. That's so good. And so, but I guess you're off today because it's the 4th of July, I guess. We're doing this podcast on the 4th of July, right? Yes. Big American holiday. Yeah, it was the only time I could kind of fit it all in with the with the PA schedule. That's so good. I'm glad we're able to talk. So let's talk about your film. So basically, it's girls night out, girls get straight uh, to go on a night out. And then, of course, problems arise. Is this a personal story for you or like where did this idea come from? So me and my roommate were actually a year ago, we're thinking about uh, ideas and throwing around some stories that we've heard before. And he gave me a story that one of his family friends told around a campfire kind of thing. And it was very similar where a young woman goes out to a bar in a foreign country. And right before she heads home to the United States, she meets a man and they have a decently pleasant interaction until they share a kiss and she goes home and she wakes up in the hospital because um, later it's revealed that she ingested a chemical that that is typically known and sort of I I, I wouldn't say famous but no and sort of build the story around so it's like a it's like a like a over like one of those drugs that douchebag uh men give to women i guess at night at bars right yeah but uh, what's interesting about this is for some reason the chemical that um got her ill was something that didn't even need to be directly ingested it could just be passed along through saliva oh really and yeah, so that part of the story really got me thinking um, something that you can't see or kind of predict that could happen could really just bring your night into a full 180. Yeah. And that it really did connect with me on a sense of like, I, I know a lot of young women, a lot of young men go out on a, on a night with their friends and they don't really 
they don't expect anything to go wrong and they don't prepare for the worst necessarily. Mm -hmm. Or even when they do, that's it's still bad things happen, no matter what you do, no matter what the precautions you take, bad things can can happen to people. Yeah. It's one of those things where like if you're with a group of girls or a group of guys, more obviously more girls than guys, basically where where one of them, like are all of them are drunk, and then you're drunk, it's like nobody's got your back, nobody's paying attention, right? So everybody's got their guard down. And you're in a club and then, you know, bad and you don't know they're strangers. Right. And, you know, yeah. and it's like bad things can happen through those kind of variables, I guess. Right. Exactly. And then that's sort of what happens in, in this film. And it becomes horrific. It becomes a horror film because of like a, the way you set it up. It's like it's like this is just kind of like a typical night night out. And the person doesn't want to go really, I guess, too. Right. And then kind of bad things happen because of it, I guess. Right. Correct. Yeah. So you co-wrote it with your, you said you co-wrote it with your roommate? Yeah. Well, I co-wrote it with my cinematographer, okay. Tom Turbino, who I was planning on sort of, I brought the story to him and we workshopped the script for about two months before it got approved by the school. And then a couple months later, we were able to shoot it. So how does it work with the school? Do you have to do a presentation? Then whoever gets the best like they don't pick all the films they just pick a select few well for for our ap projects we are set up to sort of present the school with a seven page script and from there we have about four to five months to workshop it to get it approved by the production management team at our school and it, that involves other students in other majors like cinematography, sound design, production design. Mm. The goal there is to really collaborate with as many students as possible. So we had to go through a semi-extensive approval process for about five months. And that's how we were able to get um, approved and backed by the school. So how does it, like, so what is your experience directing before this film? Like, what was your background to date? Before before uh, Succubus, I had only directed one short, one other short film, and I had assistant directed two school plays. Okay. So not that, not that much. It was definitely my first big independent project. So which, okay, what's your, you said you co-wrote with your DP. So I guess they're like, they're, he's your kind of right-hand man or he's your partner in crime, I guess, right? Correct, correct. So what's your, you, what are your guys' progress? Did you guys like shot list, you storyboard? What was your, what was your setup? It was definitely a unique process given that he took on two roles and I was a first time director. So what we tried to do was break it up into a, like the first two months we focused solely on the script and workshopping it to a version of comfortability where we could then shot list and storyboard and get everything clearly onto paper so that we could get on the same page before we even step on set. Gotcha. And so where you get, so you have kind of two key locations, you have the location of the bar and you have the location of the, of the apartment, I guess, right? Uh, we have the apartment location, the bar location and the void. The void of the location. So the void is like, I'm, it, you can find something, but like, where did you, like the bar is the toughest, I'm assuming, like you, you got, you got approved for the script, like, hey, where are we going to shoot this? And like, where are we going to shoot the bar scene? I guess that was the, the conflict, I guess you would have, I guess, right? Especially with the COVID restrictions that we were facing and all of the rules and regulations that we had, it was definitely 
a challenge to find a bar location that could be suitable for all of our needs. We ended up uh, using, um, I think it's Silver Studios, which was a standing set in California. And it was actually a diner set before my production designer, Ella Hendricks, came in and completely remodeled it to look to sell as a bar. And it worked perfectly for the for what we were using. And we we couldn't have more than six people on camera without a mask. That was our, our rule at the time with all the COVID regulations. Yeah. So we really had to stage it and prepare for very limited extras and very little time without masks so that was a bit of a challenge yeah well because you want to make it realistic for the audience and i guess sound design kind of plays a part of that as well right yeah our sound designer nico is probably one of the most talented people i know he he able he was able to do everything for the for the composition in his bedroom which i was so surprised and in awe of and we collaborated by like all the little whispers and all the little noises was just him and I messing around on a microphone, which was super fun. So then, okay. So then uh, obviously the cast, like the, the lead is, a, is the most important. So where did you, how did you, what did your school help you out with the, doing the cast, doing auditions or? The casting process was a bit of a challenge. We've locked our lead actress a few weeks before shooting. And then about four to five days before she had another conflict and had to drop, but that's how I found Sydney Kaplan, who is a close friend of mine who is actually a cinematographer, and she wanted to try out acting, and just at, like, we had a small audition, just the two of us, and it just turned out perfect. She was a perfect one. You're a little bit worried, because, like, there's some, she did a great job, it's just that, because there's, there's some key, like, uh, story arcs that she has to, you know, portray in her performance I guess right like it's like it's like it's not an easy role to play yeah not at all and she really stepped up to the challenge super quickly and with given the amount of time that we gave her to practice and with the script just all in consideration she she did a phenomenal job so so the other one she just like got a better job or something like that like so I'm I'm really unsure I just got an email saying that she was no longer able to to participate in the shoot that's like a that's like so unprofessional and a bummer, I guess, right? But that's yeah, just how it works, right? Like sometimes these a lot of times these things are resting in disguises when you have this last minute conflict to deal with. Exactly. So what about the other cast? Was it all the all additions? The other cast members, the lead, um, the male lead, Augusto, who's Fernando Squero, he's a very personal friend. I love him dearly. We were able to lock him. Uh, about three or four months prior. So I got, I had the chance to work with him and, to, and at like have sessions with him to workshop his um, conceptualization of the character. And Isabella Chan is also a very close friend of mine. So we were able to lock them very, very early on in the process. So, okay. And then, so basically you got your cast and you said you have a pretty, like your, your, your uh, product, this is all, everybody's part of the school, right? Your sound designer, your production designer, your DP, everybody's yes. part of the crew it was, is like, is your school, I guess. Right. Yes, Correct. And everybody's doing a job that, how does your school work? Everybody's doing the job that that's what they want to do with their career or that, or that kind of well, so it's actually a mix because we have a, we have a bunch of programs that cover everything from sound design, production design, directing, cinematography, 
all that. But my cinematographer, Thomas, is actually in the screenwriting program. So even though we do have a list of people who are capable, more than capable and talented in those majors, we still have friends that that dip into other emphasis to emphasis, you know, the plural of emphasis, but yeah. they they were able to join us in an, another role other than their major, which I find exciting. And I would jumped for it because it was, it was all our first time yeah. really working under these these this big of a production. Yeah. And tone wise, you really like you kind of you kind of do a really good job with your directing, like you don't move the camera, like you're basically you're really kind of like, I'm sure you figured this out in editing when you got the footage, like you just like you really kind of like kept the tension in the air. But then there was moments where like we felt free. We felt as an audience, we felt like, oh, they're just having fun. You know what I mean? But we we kind of know something's going something's going to go down. But we're with the kid. You know what I mean? Like you like you kind of like made it entertaining before the the, the fallback, I guess, happens later on, I guess. Right. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, um, my editor, George Stewart, is actually he this is his first time doing an experimental kind of drama horror. And he was he's he is an amazing editor that completely pulled through because I was losing my mind towards the end and didn't know how to piece it all together a little yeah. bit. So collaborating with him definitely bridged everything into, like you said, bringing us from a world of entertainment to horror was, was just so good on his part. Yeah. Well, you, as you know, now it's like the, the film gets at rewritten in, in post, I guess. Right. So. Completely. <laughs> so you guys, so was it from the first script when you guys were shooting it to the final product is it was a lot changed or was it pretty close to the best or. Oh yeah. A lot, a lot had to be changed, especially with, going through our green light process with the school they have to be very on top of safety and what they allow us to do so we had to you know make a few sacrifices give up a few things that we wanted but in the end it really did work out and convey the message that we had in the original script but nothing close to what we wrote in the beginning yeah that's so you're do you guys have like a like a professor on set or like a mentor on set we have a faculty advisor. Mine was Erin Lee. She helped me so much throughout the process, but they're not required to be on set. We're basically given three days to go ahead and shoot this on our own. And then about three to four weeks to deliver a first full cut. Because mm -hmm. a week after we're supposed to deliver dailies and then the week after that we're supposed to deliver an assembly. So it's all just like supposed to be building up while you workshop with your class. Gotcha. And then you guys have like a final showing of the film with everybody. Yeah, we, had a, we had a screening. Um, there were about, I think, eight other APs that screened, advanced projects that screened. And they did, they all did phenomenally. I was, I was very impressed with, <laughs> with my fellow classmates. I'll tell you that. So you, did you pass? Did you pass the year then? Luckily, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So you got like, so yeah, it's a nice, like a nice film school is your first film. It's like, you're on your way, like as a filmmaker, I'm sure that you're going to do 20 more and we'll probably hopefully talk again too. So what, so you got the film done. It, it plays at your film, like the film school, whatever screening, what propels you like, okay, I'm going to send this to festivals. I think, I think there's something here. Well, after the screening at the school and hearing the reactions and just sitting in the theater, 
uh, my DP and I sort of were just looking at each other and we, we thought we just, we couldn't help but try to just work the festival circuit, see what comes out of it. And like, it doesn't hurt, you know, just yeah. to get it out there and to have more people seeing it. We, we really didn't expect anything of it, but it was still just a part of an experience that we wanted to, to have. So how's the experience, the how's the experience of it so far? It's been very, very good. I mean, the feedback videos from, from this, from this festival particularly particularly have been extremely just amazing to see and watch other people just like react to the film because we we had that one chance in the screening to see a live reaction mm. and then everything beyond that that's about the only time we're ever going to have a screening you know yeah. that's in our minds the only time that the film will ever be shown so any any other step beyond that any screening beyond that is just phenomenal and it's amazing to see people either enjoy it or hate it <laughs> so you so you got something out of the feedback we did that we sent you absolutely it was amazing to see people just understand a lot of the little hidden gems that we snuck in there like the goya painting and the classical undertones it was just it was such a delight to see people enjoy it so yeah well obviously you know as you know this is this is kind of like a uh um socially like conscious timely film and and so it's like you said you send it to the horror our horror festival but like i said it's more it could be a drama and it's like it's it's a it's a it's an important film and i think that like so like i'm sure that other festivals are kind of noticing that that this is something that should be seen like this is this happens all the time unfortunately i guess right yeah, I mean, well, hopefully other festivals will be as um, amazing as you guys have been so far. But um, it, it, it is. It is this very socially conscious film that we're sort of trying to underline just the issue of safety and sort of like how how you feel when you're going when you get yourselves into these situations that you never thought would would arise. Yeah. No, exactly. And it's like, it, it could happen. It's like, it's like one of those things where you're just, you do get your guard down too, when you're trying, you're having fun and you're, you're attracted to somebody and you want, like we did, you have to get the benefit of the doubt when you're attracted to somebody, you think that they're, they're a good person. You know what I mean? Like you don't, this is the last thing on your mind in this kind of context, I guess. Right. Exactly. And even, even when you, when, even when you do get into these situations, you still feel in a sense, confident that you could handle things, you know, and it's not, it's not to say that like nobody can handle a, a scary situation, but you never know. You never know what the other person is thinking. You never know what the other person's doing or their intentions. And it's just, it's definitely a commentary on just being aware and sort of remaining conscious of what's going on around you. Yeah, exactly. No, it, like I said, it's like you said, like, I'm sure people at the same time, you want to have that balance where you want to have, you don't want to like think that every guy is, you know what I mean? Like, it's like that, it's yeah. like that balance, right? You want to, you want to make sure that you can still have fun and you can still enjoy yourself, but also unfortunately having to be aware of, of your surroundings, I guess, especially what you consume, I guess. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, I remember like, like personally, I remember like 25 years ago, my friend, like I'm old, but my, my friend's sister, she had, someone gave her a pill when he was, she was hooking up with some guy or whatever. And uh, it's, I never even thought of it. Like this was, this is a thing. I didn't even know this was a thing. 
And then it became a big deal where it's like, I couldn't, I, cause I, that's how ignorant I am, like or privileged I was. Like I, I didn't even know this was actually something that could, could occur, I guess. Right. And that's the thing yeah. you don't, it's the moral of my story is that you don't, you don't think about it until it happens to you or somebody that you know. Right. But it could happen. Exactly. I guess, right. Exactly. Yes. And so, that whole, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to add on to your point of like, you, you don't really ever really know what, what's going to happen or the worst that can happen until it happens to you. And even on that of just remaining diligent and careful, you're right. It's not every person that you need to be aware of, but it's just, you need to be conscious of yourself and your choices and how they affect your, like what happens to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So you got your last year's school. What do you, what do you guys do for your last year of uh, film school? Well, right now I'm working on my thesis, which is a, it's going to be a, so there are, <laughs> I, I always get a little flustered when I start talking about it because it's, it's just, there's so much going on in my head when I'm thinking about it, but um, it's, it's another commentary piece on um, sort of body distortion and how you look at yourself and the way that other people perceive you. And it's going to be about um, the fashion industry and how there has been a marginalized beauty standard that women and men feel they need to live up to and change themselves to fit into. Yeah, let's be honest here, though. It's more women than, than men, I guess, right? I mean, it is both. If you think I, know about it's both. It. I know it's both, but it's a little bit crazy on the others, on, on, on the female side, I guess. Like, I to be honest, I guess, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess. It, there, there are more, typically you hear more and you see more of a standard for women yeah. than you do for men. That sounds like a huge macro, gigantic topic to discuss. Like, how are you going to center it into a, to a short film? Uh, so we're going to focus on a protagonist on her first, a booming young model on her first night in a big type of fashion week-esque show mm -hmm. and it's going to be our our comps are close to black swan and neon demon so we're going to have basically a short like a it's a it's not going to be more than 10 to 12 minutes but it's going to be targeted towards her not downfall but i would say her choice to either continue participating in this industry that she is becoming aware that is broken and and mistreats people it and it, and it follows her through that that night of making the choice of if she's going to stay or if she's going to break and be independent and say fuck it i'm not doing this anymore yeah well it sounds like an interesting story so that that's going to be your thesis project and you're going to make a film it's kind of have the same kind of same tone and kind of energy as this this film it seems like i guess right very, very similar, yes, in a sense of very eerie, sort of like dramatic, of course, and having a horror element to it that I want to remain a little, a little less prominent than Succubus, but I still want it to feel very on edge. I want, I want the audience to to be on edge when they when they're watching this exactly. one. Exactly. Well, congratulations. Hopefully, we'll be able to see that film when it's made this year, and. Uh, mm -hmm. Enjoy your, your PA role because it's very important. You can suck in the energy of the film world, get some contacts, and it seems like you're on your way. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, I'm super excited to complete this project and to share it uh, through the festival circuit once again. Thanks.
Incorporated. We're gonna do it. Give us any chance, we'll take.